Now, my second guest tonight is something of a prodigal daughter to Cape Town. In 2017, having spent 12 years living and working in Seapoint, Sabrina Ruprecht decided to quit her job in a call centre to pursue her passion, art. She flew to the US to try to crack the market there and crack it she did, getting her first big break when her paintings were exhibited at America's largest art week in sunny Miami and the rest, as they say, is history and I'm delighted that Sabrina joins us in studio to share her success story with us tonight. Sabrina, welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah Jane. Thank you for having me. It's only a pleasure. It's only a pleasure. (laughs) So you are originally from Germany. What drew you, uh, no pun intended, what drew you to (laughs) South Africa in the first place? Oh, that's a a long story. I'm trying to make it short for you. No, make it long. It's good. We've got all the time in the world. I actually, yeah, I grew up in Germany, was born in Germany, and I started studying fashion design at the age of 19. And there was actually a fashion design school exhibition in Dusseldorf where I studied in Germany of all kinds of different um, fashion schools all over the world. And I found one that was in Stellenbosch, South Africa, which turned out was our partnering school. And they had never done any exchange projects ever before. So I decided to take things in my own hands and wrote them an email and asked them if they wanted to send me an exchange student for a month. And then she came. (laughs) At that point, my English was horrible. So we were talking (laughs) with hands and feet, but she loved it. It was her first time seeing snow. She Mm. came in December. Mm. And just three, four months later, it was my first trip to Cape Town and I fell in love wow. <laughs> with, the, with the city. With the city. <laughs> I was going to say, was, is this a love story no. gone bad? Well, or? it is a love story, but yeah. really with, with, the, with city the city and the, and the mentality, the culture, just the nature here, everything. It's, and so what year yeah. was that? 2006? Six, yeah. 2006. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah. What were your first impressions of South Africa? Had you, um, you'd never been here before. I had never been here before. And, you know, due to I studied fashion design, I was really in my fashion bubble. Mm. And coming here for the first time, I think I was completely overwhelmed by the nature, the the space. I had never seen th- that type of nature and landscape before in my life, mm. obviously growing up in Germany. Mm. <laughs> and everything was um, just overwhelming. The, the first time I saw dolphins in the in the ocean and whales sure. and just all this nature that you have here, it's incredible. And yeah. um, the other thing that really, really, really caught me was the people here have a sense of humor and a, and a sense of life a zest for life mm. if that's yeah how you would say it mm. and it just felt like this is a place worth trying to live in and that you could call home it made me very happy yeah sure Ten, more than a decade and it still feels like this is home this Amazing. is the only place in the world that i call home yes. really yes because you do you travel an awful lot yeah <laughs> well lot. lately the last two years it was a lot yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment but I want to talk to you about growing up and art when mm-hmm. did you first pick up a paintbrush a crayon a, pen, <laughs> a pencil I, I wouldn't really remember the day I think I was too small I must really? still have been in my diapers yeah. yes <laughs> definitely from the moment that I could hold a crayon mm. I've been painting and drawing and Amazing. And did your parents know that this immediately, Sabrina's got this talent and therefore we must nurture it? Um, I were think, you like most young kids? I think it was more of a, I mean, it was just a hobby, something I loved. You must imagine Germany is, or at least the area that I grew up in, was always very grey, very mm. rainy, <laughs> you know. Mm. So there was a lot of time spent inside. And um, the drawing and the painting was just something that, you know, was a good thing to pass time with. It was also, it became... 
a refuge for me. Like I painted very colorful things always as a child. I still do. <laughs> Nothing yeah, has very. changed. So always loved very colorful uh, images. And so it was almost like I was what I couldn't find outside. I was just creating by myself in my room. Yeah. yeah. And your father was quite ill when you were younger. Yes, also. unfortunately, so, my father yeah. had a heart disease and he passed away when I was a teenager. But sure. he was he fell sick when I was seven. So, yeah, growing up, that was definitely a big part of it. It was almost like painting became a happy place for Escapism. me. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 100%. So you ended up doing fashion design. Did yeah. you, did you, was that because that was what you really wanted to do? Or did you harbour desires of being a, a sort of an internationally famous artist? What was it that you really wanted? I think fashion was always one of my passions. It's not like you have one thing that you like. There's, you know, there's so many things mm. that I'm passionate about. And, you and know, they're in the same it's, sort of area. It's all artsy. Yeah. I mean, I love dancing. I love music. I love painting. I love. Mm. I always loved fashion. And growing up, I think it became, you know, when you're younger and someone asks you what do you want to be when you grow up, it seemed like fashion was more connected with with wealth or with you know getting somewhere. Yeah. And art was always such a, a stigmatized profession where people would say, oh, you're going to be poor. <laughs> and so I think that's where it really came from. I always loved both. And to me, fashion was something where I could do both it was mm. about fashion but also you sketch you draw you create so it is an art on its own yeah. and that's why I think I stuck to that first and I studied fashion design how has your artistic style changed I mean if you were to show me stuff that you had created <laughs> sort of maybe 10 15 years ago <laughs> would I even recognize my it mom as has files and files full of art drawings okay. <laughs> um, I think um, my biggest passion from a very young age was always portraiture mm. so I would literally sit in in primary school already and start drawing my teachers or my you know classmates in my books yeah. <laughs> so, and then later on it became you know family members and friends portraiture was always my biggest um, passion which I still do but it's you know now it's animals yes <laughs> but it's still portraits of animals of course. I've never been much uh, into landscapes for example or abstract art I've always loved the challenge of making uh, creating something that looks real or that has a and you know what I mean like it was always yeah it was always a challenge to me to to find a way to look at something and be able to reproduce that it sometimes can get a little bit boring because at some point I was doing um, portraits as my sort of side income right. and then I felt like, you know, you're really becoming a copy machine. Like wow. People asking you to draw their pets and their children and their wedding pictures and all that. And it became almost like um, the art went missing. You know, it I was almost that. like, OK, there's a photo. It's a skill. It became more of a skill than a, a creative process. Mm. And that's when I decided, you know what, I want to try and produce some work that comes from my life from my life's inspirations from ideas that I come up with and not just reproduce a photograph in front of me that I don't even have a connection to the person in the picture. Is it right that you were working in a call centre? Oh yes, a couple oh, of almost years. almost seven years long, yeah. What were you doing in a call centre? Well, welcome <laughs> welcome Hello, to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Really? Don't want to name any, any no, no. brands now, that's why I stopped <laughs> mid-sentence but it was really can like, how can I help you? A general area that you might have been 
I mean, was it uh, was it help? You know, was it sales? Was it what was? The- it was it was help in in digital questions or co- digital right. inquiries. So I was okay. a lot of times, which I loved actually. I was helping elderly people with their inquiries, so they would get these gadgets maybe for Christmas or for their Sweet. or for their birthdays, and then they they left alone with it. They don't know how to use it, and yeah. then they would call and, and be like, "Yes," and I, you would them. literally guide them. So I'm a very patient person. You're obviously. also not bad with gadgets because I should just say that the Sabrina walked into. <laughs> into studio she whipped open this little magical tripod <laughs> and is actually recording this interview so where will you put this in case people want to have a look on your instagram, instagram definitely on instagram, on instagram okay, yes <laughs> which is sabrina rufect art yes is that right okay yeah. first name surname art first yes. name surname art <laughs> so there you were working in a call center yeah. and the art was happening along the side yes you were doing painting at people's dogs yeah yes yeah. at first i was working um full-time at the call center but luckily there was an option to actually cut my hours and a half and that's what I did for the last I think four years yeah um so I was only working there for 20 hours a week and then the rest of the time was spent with art and fashion as somebody <laughs> who is who is also creative I I really understand that you have to do what pays the bills and then yes you have to do, and often what pays for the passion yeah um, <laughs> yes. but the, and then there comes a point where it, it one they can either balance out or the passion mm. gets to overtake the the other now your passion has overtaken the paying the yeah, bills luckily. Luckily, luckily. <laughs> yeah. but what was it what was that that move you I mean you literally quit your job in a call center yeah. to pursue art full-time and went to Miami yeah I went to the US well it wasn't just all overnight you know right. I had been to the US before in 2016 was my first trip to the United States and I visited three big cities to f- get a feel for where could I possibly, you know, try and introduce my art. It was more of an idea of, okay, go there, see if you can find a gallery to represent you. Mm. And that would be a first step. And um, so it wasn't like I just overnight thought, okay, let me move to, <laughs> to mm. the US. Can I ask a very stupid question? Bearing in There's mind no I, stupid questions. I know very, very little about, about the art business. Yeah. When you say re- have a gallery to represent you, does yeah. that mean that you, you go to, let's say, Miami and you go mm-hmm. into a gallery yeah. and you show them pictures of your pictures, you have your actual pictures. How does it work? I have no idea. Well, the artworks that I produce are quite large. So no, I, oh, did, I didn't have yes. them with me in my suitcase. But obviously I had, um, I always have, yes. no, no, um, just on my phone. Mm. And um, so usually you can obviously apply to a gallery just via email and suggest you know and have them look at your work a lot of times you don't get a response though (laughs) i think it's like the life of any creative person really rejection after rejection you know as as a as a writer sort of have you know sending off things to Mm -hmm. to publishers and and things and and sometimes you won't get a response and i feel like as an artist you might even still be lucky because you can literally walk into a gallery as as a writer you have no other choice but sending things via email as an as an artist you have the choice of actually looking through different galleries in new york i remember i went to over 40 50 galleries in like just five days it was exhausting (laughs) and always the same procedure but it helps so much because you get an even if they say no you get an idea of what's out there Mm. you get an idea of do you see something that's similar to your own work you get an idea of how you can price your work and you get a general reaction i mean somebody will laugh at you some of the people will be like oh what do you want (laughs) and some of them will be genuine and nice and say look I think, you know, you should send this to our boss or whatever. There's always different reactions, but it helps get a thicker skin and it helps get more... 
um, of you learn a lot because really I think most artists just sit in their studios or rooms. In my case, it wasn't yes. even a studio; it was just my room, and we work and work and work for hours and weeks and months, and we don't really get to socialize or network. I wouldn't even call it socialize; it's networking. And what does it help? You have a room full of paintings if nobody knows you and nobody knows about them. Did it ever become frustrating? Because I've seen yeah, some of many I've, times. I've seen, I've seen your work, and I mean, you are yeah. you are such a talent. And I should just say, Thank if you're wondering you. about, uh, if you want to have a look at Sabrina's work, obviously you can go to uh, her Instagram and her website. But I have also put a couple of pictures up on our Facebook page at Cape Talk. Oh, thank you. Um, and also on Twitter at Cape Talk Thanks. and at This Is SJ King. Because um, I just I wanted. It's very difficult to speak about art on the radio, <laughs> and there needs it. to be a frame of reference, really, because it's <laughs> as descriptive as I can be. Nothing can quite put into words the, first of all, the scale that you're working on, which is, yeah. is enormous, but also the, the detail and Thank the talent you. that you have. And it really is spectacular. So you're there with, with art in your room. How are you not looking at that art thinking, I should be hugely famous by now? No. <laughs> Look, I've been drawing my whole life and realistic drawings or creating something that looks realistic has always been my passion. I will never say it's it's done for mm. me i can sit here and sketch you with a pencil and we will sit here next week still and i will still find things that i need to change wow. and improve it will never be <laughs> the way i think it should be yeah. um so it's yeah i think a lot of people have that problem that are creative they yeah. just never stop never it never yes so at some point you have to literally say okay it's enough now mm. mostly it's because you get tired like you just get exhausted of having the same thing for weeks in front of you mm. um usually it's about six weeks to two months then I'm like, okay, it's done now. I can't anymore. <laughs> for one of those, the, the big, yeah, yeah. The large scale. Okay, so you're, you're in the States. At what point do you have your big break, which I guess is appearing um, or being invited to exhibit in Miami? Yeah. How yeah, did that definitely. come about? Well, there was quite a lot of detours to get there. Some, you know, it's always like that. Some things fall through and through that other things happen. You know, when something doesn't work out for you, it's usually, don't be disappointed, something mm. better is waiting. Mm. And it was exactly that, actually. Yeah. So yeah. the first exhibition I did in Miami in December 2017, and then I did the one now in December again, the same. The same yeah. one. Mm -hmm. What was the reaction to your work initially at, at that first, that first um, exhibition? A lot of people were just surprised, I think. And literally, the, the exhibition was set up. My work was very near by the window. And people walking by. It was a, a smaller gallery space. And um, people walking by were just stopping and walking in <laughs> and that was for me because most of the time I was present there myself right. all my business cards left I had over 500 business cards in just those few days they all went <laughs> so, amazing yeah and was this with your pink safari yes collection yeah that was the first collection just tell people yeah. about the collection so the first pink safari or in general the pink safari collection the inspiration came from my own travels I was well, fortunate enough to travel for one year. After I finished uh, my fashion design mm. studies, actually, for one year, I traveled through 11 countries in southern and east Africa, so all the way up to Kenya, basically, and everything in between. Mm. And I saw uh, more than 50 national parks and nature reserves. And obviously, coming from this fashion background, that was something that was even more overwhelming because mm. I had never really been um, too much into these things. And so it, it was life-changing for me I felt like I'm so so lucky to see all these things and um, obviously time went by and there was a time here and obviously still is a lot of 
you know, rhino poaching is in the news and, you know, how devastating the situation is. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to use this and paint art, paint art or paint wildlife in a way that people haven't seen before. And I used pink for everything. So if you look at my Instagram, everything is pink. Everything. And everything is pink. The idea behind, well, obviously pink is an awesome color. My favorite color. Mine too. My favorite color. <laughs> but the idea behind it was um, to actually use a color to portray animals um, to signify their vulnerability. Mm. So pink is usually used as a color of compassion a color of vulnerability, a color that calls out for taking care of mm. something. And um, I decided to use that color because of that. Sure. And the, I mean, the results are, are quite spectacular. Thank what you. was the first um, what was the first uh, picture that you did in that in that collection? The very first large canvas painting in that collection was the pink leopard. Oh. And up till today, it's actually the funnily, it's the most popular one it's, that, I yeah. think it's my favorite it's Actually, published maybe, the, a lot. maybe the zebra maybe the zebra because I think it's, that's the last one that I did now is it because I yeah. think because it's so because we we expect to see a zebra in black and white and the fact that it's now in pink <laughs> and white it's just yeah. it, it just works on so many different levels I oh think yeah so you expected the leopard being pink <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly all of them so when now am, am I right in thinking that it was in 2017 that one private buyer bought the entire collection it was or that, or that was that it was actually it's one person who bought the first collection but he didn't so how many is it in the first collection? the first collection was six pieces okay yeah so the big five and the lion and, was twice okay there was two lions one from the side and one from ah, the front okay yeah. <laughs> and bought the entire collection well he first bought two pieces okay uh, bought them for his wife for christmas and can I ask a question? Yeah. I'm going to ask two questions. Okay. Number one, is he a very, very wealthy American? I assume so, yes. <laughs> Number two, and you can tell me to mind my own business, how much might an entire collection cost? It went for just over 50,000 US. Congratulations Thank to you. you. Good Thank for you. you. Thank you so much. Good for you. Okay, <laughs> yes. So he's bought, he buys two pieces. Yeah. And then? She loved them so much. She, she is did. very passionate about wildlife conservation. And she is also very much into fashion. So she, I feel like I look up to her mm. because I've gotten to know her a little bit. Okay. And I look up to her. Her life is just, you know, I'm, I feel like that's where I want to get. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. she's very passionate about fashion and she loves wildlife. She loves art. And the pink just spoke to her. And so she loved them so much that eventually, a couple of weeks later, they bought the rest. I mean, how on earth did you fit? Were you just completely blown away? I cried. I of cried course. for days. <laughs> Are you crazy? I stood there. I read the email. And already the first email that he sent, he wanted to buy the two. I cried. I was like, oh, my God, this is just this whole year of obviously so much stress goes into this. Mm. So much um, ups and downs. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're alone in a country you've never been before. You don't have a support system there. And everything is just going on top and on top of on top of each other and sometimes it's, it's very overwhelming so to have that at the end of the year just a couple of days before christmas was literally i felt like my christmas was made so much more than hers yeah. <laughs> do you so, then get to see do you then get to see the 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 art installed where they want it in their home 
Um, so eventually when I dropped off the rest of the collection, um, I got a glimpse of it. And again, I was in tears. <laughs> one of them, one of them, I don't know which one, is in... Is it? I don't know if this was the right one that I was looking at, but it's in a bedroom that looks like a very modern sort of bedroom above a bed. Oh, that's on my Instagram. No, they would. They, that's not in the final destination. Ah. Oh, okay, <laughs> no. okay. Because um, no, no. that looked fantastic. I don't know where oh, that was. Thank but you. That, that looked brilliant. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so that's talk a little bit, if you will, um, and we've got a couple of minutes left. Just talk okay. about the techniques that you use, because when I looked, I thought, is this? A photograph that has been <laughs> that has had some digital wizardry. So I I prepare the whole collection up front. I think of the paintings I want to do, and actually now that I'm doing the second collection, I think even more of how I want to do it because I think of sizes and what if somebody wants to buy two that need to look nice next to each other. So I think of dimensions. I think of how close do I want to zoom in to have enough of the animal showing, mm. but. And it has to be inter- intensive enough, but also has, has to show enough of the animal to really recognize it. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I plan I plan it first. I work with um, photography from partially even friends that work in Kruger National Park that take pictures and I zoom in, I change the image obviously completely, so there's no copyright problems or anything like that. But um, I work with images first and then I paint from a reference picture. So I start with a big empty canvas and then I sketch out the whole thing and then I start painting but I mean it, it looks I mean this particularly this one here I mean it, this this leopard um, and this is the one that's in vogue right yes yeah okay <laughs> yeah. Um, congratulations thank you how did that happen by the way that you're now in British Instagram vogue? Instagram was Instagram is Instagram? just yes it, they found me there the lady messaged me and at first I thought it was a scam <laughs> I was like, how would British imagine me coming from a fashion background as a young, like, like 19, 20 years when I was studying fashion, I literally wouldn't buy groceries because I would want to buy the International Vogue. It was expensive. So so then they messaged me and at first I thought it was a scam. And then when it turned out, no, they are serious. Again, I'm emotional. (laughs) Sure. So it was amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, listen, we, we've run out of time, which is devastating for me. I would, <laughs> I would just urge people to please go to your uh, Instagram page and, and follow you. Please um, do. Where yes. we can see the picture. Oh, look, you've done a picture of Beyonce. Uh, where <laughs> yeah. you've, uh, I mean, it, it is just fantastic. Even Thank even you. your Instagram. Um, even your Instagram page is, is just beautiful to, to look at. It really <laughs> is. It's you. just lovely. And it's my favourite so colours. It's just pinks and glorious things like that. All Listen, thanks to my tripod, by the way. All thanks to this handy <laughs> tripod. Listen, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? If they also want to drop $50,000 on some Sabrina Ruprecht. Well, definitely through my website, <laughs> sabrinaruprecht.com. Okay. And um, I don't know if you want to spell my last name. Some people don't get yes. it right. R-U-P-P-R-E-C-H-T. That's R U. Double P R E C H T. Thank you. Or obviously Instagram is my my platform really for my pictures. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I wish you. I mean, you don't need my 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 wishing you success because you're doing phenomenally. Thank on your you own, so much. Congratulations. <laughs> thank and, you, Sarah um, yeah, Jane. And thank you for having doing. me. Pleasure. Thank pleasure. You. <laughs>